just like I got up at 2 o'clock, I, 2 a.m. this morning and made a page of notes to uh, get at this. At 2 a.m.? Yeah, to get this condo finished out. And yeah. That's, that's an extra sheet because I had done two before I went to bed. Mm. So these are things you just wake up and you go, oh, I forgot that and I forgot this and do you like to check so, stuff off of a list? Oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm list a, I'm a checker. Mm-hmm. That's a dopamine releaser. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. You cross something off the list, and you spray the decks down with dopamine in your brain. Yeah. That's why it feels so good to do it. Well, like, I have to get it on paper. Yeah. If I don't get it on paper, the likelihood of me remembering it throughout a busy day. Tonight, if I don't do what I thought I was going to do this morning... It will come back to me tonight. Yeah. I go, what? Yep. Gosh, I should have done that also today. But if I That's if awesome. I make my notes, keep it organized, who to call, what to do. Yep. So And you do it pen to paper? Yes. Remember we talked about that? Mm-hmm. We're forty percent more likely to accomplish tasks that we write down. Write down. Yeah. And not type in, but actually something happens in the brain yep. when we put pen to paper that it kind of carves it. If I'm out and about without paper or standing and talking, then I will put it in my phone. But later on that evening, I'll take it from the phone, put it on paper. Yeah, that's good. And do you carry it around with you or have it in a briefcase or a pocket? It's, it's in my Jeep right now. Okay. Yeah. That's legit. I'll never forget the moment when I went to his office and he <clears throat> he patted that file. It was on the top. He goes, you're on the top of the list. <laughs> you're on the top. That's important. You're important. That was awesome. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm Jonathan Carroll. I'm Nathan Morris. And? And I'm Jack Wells. We are in the studio today, You'll Die Trying, episode number... 75. And we have the uncanny gift of having a good friend, servant of the community, businessman, and all-around phenomenal guy, Jack Wells, with us. Thank you, Jack, so much for being with us. Well, thank you for having me this morning. Uh, Just for you, we've created this really cool song, so Brent, (laughs) why don't you take it away? I texted, I texted Jack, I texted you the other day, and I was like, hey, man, you want to be on a podcast? You're like, yeah. And then he shows up today, he's like, I don't know what you're getting me into kind of thing. <laughs> That's awesome. The things Jack Wells does who, it for me. Who knows? Yeah, well. Well, we talk about everything, uh, Jack, in this podcast, from relationships uh, to parenting to business ownership, entrepreneurialism, leadership styles, you name it. And it seems like you're a, kind of the ideal person to come in and and talk with us about some things. I wondered if uh, you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit about yourself, uh, what you do, and how you got here. Okay. Well, that's could be a long story. How, how long is the podcast? <laughs> do you need me to need me to go to your jeep and get your pen and paper? <laughs> we got no, four hours. I've got, oh no, <laughs> no. Well, I'm I'm from Owensboro. I grew up on the West End. Hmm. Um, from a very um, meager family, but a very loving family. Uh, I had great parents, and uh, my father taught me the work ethic, 
to get out and mow grass, mow yards, shovel snow, whatever it took to um, make a few little dollars here and there, as well as to take care of my neighbors. I remember one day I uh, had gone over to um, uh, shovel snow off of a neighbor's uh, driveway. It snowed several inches, and uh, I came home with a $5 bill. Hmm. And my dad goes, what are you doing taking money from your neighbors? <laughs> I go, she gave it to me. I, he goes, you take it right back and you give it to her. You're a neighbor. You're supposed to take care of your neighbors. Wow. So that, that taught me a, another lesson to, of um, take care of other people uh, as well as... Um, don't show your dad that you got a five dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> Hide your money. <laughs> but That's anyway, funny. I grew up on the on the West End, and uh, at age fifteen, I had a friend that worked in a local nursing home. So I thought, well, you know, I wasn't driving at, at fifteen, but I could uh, ride my bike. It was about a mile away from my house, and so I got a, a, a summertime job. And uh, it paid a dollar and a quarter an hour. Mm-hmm. And uh, pretty much kept that part-time job through health care and uh, a variety of other um, health care-related businesses for then, I guess, the next 35 years. Oh, gosh. So I couldn't quite hold down a, a job, but they were all good part-time jobs. <laughs> so from pharmaceuticals to DME to mm-hmm. uh, uh, assistant living and retirement centers and so forth. So that's, that was very good to me over the years. And I had uh, oh, over 2,500 uh, employees. Wow. 40-some different locations throughout Kentucky. So very blessed, very fortunate to uh, uh, start off with a great company. Uh, uh, started off just working part-time, but um, you know, developed into selecting good people that would be around me Yes, and uh, shared the, the vision and the focus of uh, creating uh, a real... Uh, a first-class Kentucky company. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had buildings from uh, Paducah to Lexington. Um, and just um, enjoyed that that whole um, uh, years of, of uh, creating, I think, uh, programs for long-term care, uh, Alzheimer's, um, Dementia, mm-hmm. uh, uh, individuals. So, I think we did a, a wonderful job during that period of time. Do you still have your hand in that uh, a little bit? Very little. We pretty much sold that company in '07, and uh, we dabbled into some management uh, in probably twenty different buildings at this point, non-owned. Mm-hmm. So we have a sort of philosophy is. We have a great compliance department, so we'll either come in and get you out of trouble, yeah, or we'll try to keep you out of trouble. <laughs> so either way, you're going to need us. Yes, right. That's good. Yeah, so. that's good. Yeah, I was just going to say it's funny because Jack, you and I met in 2015, I believe. Do you remember when we met? You might not. You slept I, since then. Uh, I do. I remember because I remember everything. I remember my fourth grade girlfriend's phone number. So. 
I'll tell you how we met Jack. Okay. <laughs> what was that number? Nine two six three four six zero. Yep. Uh, Jack we'll, and I we'll met. Give her a call later. <laughs> yeah. you, can, you don't know the area code, ladies and gentlemen, and it's probably disconnected. Sorry, whoever does own that number, if you do know the area code, it's not them anymore. Uh, Jack and I met at the uh, country club. It was for an event of some sort. Yes. We went to dinner that night. We were in sure. the corner at the circle table, and we were talking, and, and we had some mutual friends there, and we just got uh-huh. to talking about, you know, with funeral care and. Of course, I think nursing home care, I think that there's a lot of probably similarity. So a lot of the lingo that I was talking about and talking to, you probably were very familiar with. And we kind of just hit it off then. And that was in 2015. Yeah, we certainly did hit it off. And uh, had uh, some of the same vision, I think. Um, And with uh, facilities, we're always caring for people in Mm -hmm. in nursing homes and uh, assisted living. You know, being a benefit to the families, uh, and to the individuals, and that's what you actually do in in the, in the funeral homes. Mm-hmm. You know, you're taking care of people. Yeah. You're making sure that you're meeting their needs emotionally, physically, and uh, uh, I mean, it's it's much needed. You know, love is much needed in our yeah. country. Yep. Oh. Has that been a driving force for you, caring for people? And then allowing that to become a business that you could nurture, but but primarily it's been about trying to take care of people. Uh, I I think so, and not only the people who we were serving, I found it that I also served all my staff, mm-hmm. the people who worked around me, the individuals that you know, I, I try to handpick uh, every partner. I've ever had handpick uh, the individuals that would be surrounded around me because that you know when you have twenty five hundred plus employees you know you can't touch everyone right but every day we would show up and I would have about twelve people around me and we were driving acquisitions and uh, care treatments and. Um, additional um, uh, building facilities and putting additions on facilities. So it took a real, it takes a village to, to really run that size of, uh, of an organization. So, Would you consider yourself an entrepreneur at this point in your life? Uh, definitely, yeah. What, if you don't mind to share with us, this is really rich that we have this opportunity and hopefully others listening will too now uh, to get this kind of wisdom from you. What, what does that mean to you? Like, I guess the question I would ask is, what do you think is at the heart of entrepreneurialism? What's, what's required? What's necessary? You, um, I think you give more than what you get mm-hmm. sometimes. And just being engaged in um, also civic organizations Charitable events and organizations. I, I mean, I, I drive a um, uh, a real pleasure in uh, participating in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, entrepreneurship it means, I guess, different things to different people. But you know, I never you know after the first few nursing centers, I just knew that. I wanted it to be a little different. I wanted it to uh, 
uh, not have the average. Anybody can be average, mm-hmm. uh, and that's not that's not hard to do. Mm-hmm. But to be exceptional in the uh, the care that you give, or the focus of the philosophy that you have for your company, and taking care of your your staff and your employees and uh, your the people that that surrounds you is, is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the money comes, uh, the investments come, but you've got to do all these other things right first. You have to have the right mindset. Yeah. If not, then, you know, I've seen so many people think they're entrepreneurs, yeah. but they're, they're actually just bad managers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they uh, they uh, get a few dollars and they want to spend it. Yeah. Or they just cannot stay stay on track right. of what the goal is. Yes, so good. that's incredible. You know, we switched from uh, you know healthcare and a lot of different uh, related healthcare companies into um, you know property management uh, into property development, like the um, things that we're doing in downtown Owensboro and. Mm-hmm. Um, Really, all over the over the city, and then uh, you know several other businesses that I've had over the years and bought and sold and so forth. But Canteen and John Conti Coffee is uh, a business that's I bought. Oh, I guess it's been about eight years ago, and um, the the growth there has been phenomenal. In expanding the territory and taking care of here again, you're taking care of people. You're taking care of clients. Yep. You just think, well, you just you, you know, it's not all about the cheese crackers and peanuts. You know, right. uh, when you're dealing with um, VP of um, of uh, of a company and human resources, mm-hmm. they're very particular. I found mm-hmm. on what they want in their in their buildings, so um, it's that's been a very interesting business. Do you remember meeting the driver, the Conti driver? Remember oh, her yeah, in the lounge? Oh yeah, yeah. When she came in and we uh, asked her if she liked her job, she said she loves her job. She said she loved it. We were thanking her for doing it because right. we were at a staff meeting and she was um, replacing uh, our John Conti uh, for the day, and so lovely. And she said how much they felt taken care of. Mm-hmm. And how much that meant to her, right? So you know, people are willing to do just about anything that needs to be done if they know that they matter. Tell exactly. You've told me this, and maybe you don't want to share, but I'm going to put you on the spot. What you would do at the nursing homes because you started in the laundry of oh, the nursing homes. So yes. whenever you started to acquire and take ownership and leadership of these nursing homes, and you go and visit, if you don't mind to tell what you would do. Well, my my first job was. <clears throat> Working in the laundry that that summer, and then I sort of, I guess, progressed into the kitchen as a nighttime cook during school, and mm-hmm. was an orderly, and uh, so I was giving direct care to uh, um, to uh, the clients on uh, on the weekends and so forth. So I sort of knew that business inside and and out and when i started expanding and getting involved with other communities and uh building 
new buildings. The first place I always went to in visiting the, my centers was to the laundry <laughs> because that's where I started. So I wanted to see who was working there, how they were being treated. That's great. Or, uh, you know, if they were happy. And usually the people in, in housekeeping and laundry, they really know what's going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you really tap into what's going on in our building today. Smart. So you don't always get that from the top people, but, you know, you get it from the, from the people that uh, you build relationships with. Smart. So You said something, I think, that was, that was wonderful, and it was people who think that they're entrepreneurs tend to be bad managers who are uh, poor uh, with stewardship of money and who don't stay on, on task, don't uh-huh. stay focused. Right. I think right. that's exactly right. Also, I hear people talking about wanting to own their own business because they think it means that they don't have to work for anybody. They can make all the money in the world and not have to do anything. And I'm, I'm surprised by how many people get into kind of uh, entrepreneurial endeavors because they think uh, this is basically where I, I no longer have to show up and do anything. <laughs> I'm my own boss. Uh, have you, what, what, what do you think about that? Well, that's, that's a, uh, that is a plan for disaster. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's know, a plan for poverty. Think, it is. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't think you're going to get up and work twice as hard, exactly. twice as long, yep. and hopefully twice as smart, mm-hmm. then you might as well just stay in bed. That's right. Mm-hmm. Or work for someone else. Right. Far not, easier. Not everyone's cut out That's for that. Ex- exactly. And not everyone wants to give yeah. a thousand percent, mm-hmm. not just a hundred. Mm-hmm. But it takes long days, long hours. Yep. You never stop thinking about nope. it. Never stop. Never stop planning. Always troubleshooting and problem solving. And care. it's all about the hustle. It, 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 that's exactly right. Yeah. Whether you're you're at your home office, right? Your corporate office, or you're, you know, 5,000 miles away. Exactly. You're always thinking about the next step. Right. And always, I've always had a philosophy of, of thinking five years in advance. Mm-hmm. So personally, as well as business, I know exactly over the last 40 years of, of business, every five years I've, I've tried to achieve a certain goal. They're not always achievable, but you you strive and 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 the paths take you in different directions. Mm-hmm. You know, opportunities just sort of show up yeah. when you're out hustling. Yes, when you're out building relationships, when you're out being engaged in your community and other communities. Mm-hmm. And who I touch or who touches me, sometimes I'll I'll make five new friends. Just because I meet a person like Nathan Morris, right? You know, it's just always that relationship building right. that uh, builds your business. Mm-hmm. And we were talking uh, in a previous podcast about how those relationships are genuine and authentic. You know, a lot. I think people utilize relationships as a, a transactional approach to achieving a goal. What can this person do for me? Right. What can this person do for me? But when you are genuinely interested in the heart and mind and history of another person, mm-hmm. and you befriend that person with trust, admiration, and and real friendship, that's when these beautiful 
networking possibilities emerge and they're genuine, so they're rooted and they're real. That's You're exactly right. I think it was uh, Norman Vincent Peale, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah. Right. If you take care of other people, if you make them your focus, then they will focus on you. Mm-hmm. That's right. You can achieve what you want to achieve in your life as long as you help someone else achieve theirs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you think that as you've gotten... Uh, have achieved success and you know constantly striving for that over the years. Does that make an entrepreneur such as yourself? Um, I don't want to say closed off, but uh, maybe guarded, more guarded. As you just continue to excel, because not everyone excels. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a you know there's a book that I'm <clears throat> I refer to a lot called Scaling Up, and literally like the amount of people in the United States of America, a business make a million dollars or less annually is like, it's insane. It's like 80 something percent. And it's literally the the gazelles are who you want to be. I consider you a gazelle, but I also feel that gazelles are the ones that end up being, their circles are small. They Mm -hmm. they, they get smaller. Do you feel that your circle gets smaller? Um, I've tried, I've tried not to um, make my circle that small. Mm -hmm. Now um, I've had, personal relationships that says, you know, no one really knows you that well. And there are certain aspects, I guess that's true. You hold, you don't, yep. you just, you can't tell. You can't tell everything because it, yep. eventually some people can, well, might want to use that. Sure, you know, exactly. Yeah, know with their own benefit, that's yeah. right. <laughs> one so. thing that you said to me that, that I really have I think I've referred to in the podcast is um, what someone doesn't know about you they're going to make up anyway. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. You know, all you have to, all you can do is just to go out, wake up, do the right thing every day, stay out of trouble, stay focused. It's not that hard. It's really not. It's not. Yeah. People they make that a lot harder than mm-hmm. what it should be. Yeah. What wakes you, what what gets you going in the morning? Like what is what is your driving force? I always have a project. Mm. I mean, when I wake up, it's uh, it, it may be a, a couple of different projects for the day, and it may be a cleanup day. You know, I have cleanup days where you just you got to focus on your desk and yeah, which is spotless space. always. Well, I try, I try, I try to be organized. Well, you got to yeah. be organized. Got to be organized. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's and it's it's the exciting part of doing something that people don't think you can do, mm-hmm. and doing th- things that benefit your community. You know, yes, it benefits me, hopefully in the long term, but it sometimes it takes years and years and years mm-hmm. for an investment to pay off. Yeah, um, but it's 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 always going to be there. Yeah. I mean the things we're doing downtown. I hope, uh, hope I'm around and and a driving force in in another ten years mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of making things happen, making things better for Owensboro. Yeah, I think having conversations like these, reading, which is uh, you know something we talk a lot about here, how oh. important it is to. To read for me, uh, like this conversation and reading, it's surrounding yourself with all of these voices who have all this experience and wisdom. And I may not be able to kind of talk back to authors like I'm able to with you, but 
I'm gathering up all this information, and it's it, all of that sows seeds of possibility and opportunity. And I'm amazed in a practice as small as mine. I'm in a single, uh, a single private practice. I'm all by myself. I have a, several hundred clients, but you know, and people would think that all I do is sit in a room all day and talk to people. But <laughs> at, when you read and you develop uh, a new way of thinking and you start sensing kind of what what do people need? What does this community need? You start looking at other opportunities. So for me, parenting coordination, custody evaluation, small business consulting, uh, grief work, like it, it starts to just expand. So this one drop of a stone of, of, of a conversation or mm-hmm. of a particular book ripples out and has unending and exponentially wonderful opportunities so that you don't have to get stuck doing the same thing you like you've done in your life. You get to do hundreds of things oh. and stay focused on all of them and employ people to do those things well. So really, even the sky isn't the limit. There's a, there's a huge universe out there. Yeah. Just take some hustle. What's something that you are, well, you we maybe not want to tell, but what's something that you're excited about like right now that you're working on a lot? Um, well, we, we um, I guess two, three things. Uh, of course, we're finishing up the uh, Enclave in uh, downtown Onsboro. So that's a couple of weeks off, but uh, that's been a long process, but quite a, uh, I think, turned out to be a beautiful building. Um, it's really going to be uh, a nice focal point for, for downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we were um, the developers for um, the new Boardwalk Center, um, the Holiday Inn, and then we've got... Oh, several other projects that we're going to be working on. Number uh, on the drawing board right now, of course, is the third hotel across the street from the convention center. Yeah, and we always thought there's there's a missing component to downtown. You know, as as the downtown became more exciting with uh, entertainment and restaurants and retail and people working downtown. Uh, the missing component has been we need people living downtown. Mm. If And that creates the vibe. Yep. That creates uh, uh, something that people want to come to. Mm-hmm. Um, people will, most people will, will follow where the, where the crowds are. That's right. Get the foot traffic. And that's where we're going to build several hundred uh, apartment units. That's awesome. It's exciting. Down, downtown, so... Well, the signs have gone up, the di- downtown district, and now they have yes, open containers where you that. can walk around with actual, you know, alcoholic beverages and appreciate what Owensboro is becoming and seeing mm-hmm. people coming back, thriving on the streets of Owensboro yeah. is pretty awesome. It is awesome. I know Music City, that brand tag has been taken by Nashville, but we were chosen as one of the nation's 15 top music cities. That's crazy. And we were we were competing against... You know, New York and L.A. and Nashville and Austin and Chicago, you know, the, Chicago, the, yeah. the the big cities. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Owensboro shows up, <laughs> and we've gotten, or they've gotten, it's called Brand USA, um, Music Music USA, 
And I think they've gotten like a couple of million hits on Owensboro. Where mm-hmm. is Owensboro? What's Owensboro doing? So that's I think fantastic. that's a I think that's a great brand for us. We love you know all types of music, not just bluegrass. That's right. sort of the hub. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, we've got venues all over the city. Yeah, to to uh, to do so much more entertaining. There's a great venue that's available right now that would be a phenomenal jazz lounge. And I'm not a jazz person, but when you go to Nashville or somewhere like that and you yeah. go have dinner at a jazz lounge, it's a phenomenal experience. It is. And uh, that would that would absolutely put us on the map. It'd be one of the only things like it in the state. Now Jack's brain's going we'll again. Have to, we'll have to talk about that <laughs> Absolutely. <one. laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I think uh, <clears throat> there's a great spot that could be a little cigar bar. That would be cool. I've thought about a little bourbon and books nook, you know, be kind of cool. So there are all kinds of opportunities mm-hmm. and, and things that would make our downtown thrive even more yeah. than it is. And what you're doing truly is fantastic. Thank you. It's exciting. Yeah. A man of uh, integrity, you know, not one to toot their own horn. Right. A giver, a friend. Uh, I appreciate our friendship. You've said a ton of things over the course of it that I just hold on to near and dear and uh, ladies and gentlemen who do not know Jack Wells personally, you are missing out. But uh, mm-hmm. they'll be able to experience something that you've done because it's cool to know that your hands all over downtown Owensboro. For those of you who have not visited Owensboro, Kentucky, it is a beautiful place, and Jack's made it even more beautiful. Yeah, thank you for that. Yep. You have made uh, made our day, made our week for, for being here. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me this morning. I love the authenticity that literally you were up at 2 o'clock in the morning making a list. Um, it's not just talk how important it is to be organized, use your time efficiently, have morning and evening routines where you're yes. always planning, always thinking, take care of yourself. You're in incredible shape. I wish I were in your shape and I'm not yet. <laughs> Maybe one day I will be <laughs> and, uh, and love on people and that, that's yeah. a life well lived. So thank yep. you. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you all. I'm Nathan. I'm Jonathan. I'm Jack. And this is You'll Die Trying. You'll Die Trying.